Today is the art, skill, and science of meditation. And what I've been trying to do is to try to create a metaphor for meditation that will be useful for people. Uh, and what I came up on when I started looking at art, uh, because there, to me, there is an el definitely an element of art in meditation. There's definitely, without a doubt, there's an element of skill. And of course, there's science. Um, now, the science side, I this, there's a huge library of scientific studies on mindfulness and meditation now. But the... The, the art and skill side of it doesn't actually get all of that much attention. So what I'd like to do is to, when we get to the science part, it will be in relationship to the art and science. So the, the way I see it with meditation as an art, here's the metaphor. And so I don't know if any of you have ever seen the statue of Michelangelo's David. Uh, it's in, I think it's in the Uffizi Gallery in, uh, which I think is in Florence. I, I went to Florence once, but the galleries had such huge queues out them, outside them that we didn't go in. Uh, but I've seen photographs of it in situ. There's this huge, huge block of stone. There's a quotation which is ascribed to Michelangelo, and I don't know how true it is that it was actually him, but it, it refers to him suggesting that when he carves a statue, in his mind, the, the statue is already there, and it's just a mount about removing everything that surrounds it. So he has this mental image of what he's going to create and a mental image that there's this marble encasement. And then he uses his skills and art is all about vision, really, I think. It's about, you can see those artists with vision and those artists without and the the vision is to create an emotional connection is to is to create something that creates an emotional connection to those people that get an opportunity to see the art so there's an image of of where you want to be and i i think that's severely lacking in meditation and i I'm going to do my best to try to provide it with using this interesting artistic met metaphor. And so the way I see it is this. Meditation isn't about adding anything to your life. So it's not about adding extra building blocks into your experience of yourself and your experience of interacting with the rest of the world. Instead, it's actually about discovering all of those things that aren't true or unhelpful for our happiness or don't matter so much 
or that we can ignore completely. Uh, and so how does that come about? That comes about through developing a skill to enable you to do that. See, going back to that metaphor again of Michelangelo freeing the angel within, which is one version of this um, quotation that was ascribed to him. In order for him to be able to do that, he has to be one of the greatest masters of sculptory, sculpture, sculpture possibly, sculpture in all of history. And so with this, with this chisel and with the hammer and with all of the other tools that a sculptor uses, that's the skill. And I, I feel that with meditation, the skill and the, the arts become lost. The skill is what meditation teachers teach. We collectively and individually either borrow a vision or adopt one or it's handed down to us. In, in Robert's metaphor of, of mindfulness, the art is the process of having a vision of the self that isn't burdened by the seemingly infinite expectations and desires and needs and wants and fears and doubts and resentment and so on that clouds the modern life. Underneath it all, for all of us, without fail, there's an authentic human being. And so the, the art of meditation, if there is one, is enabling the vision of a self that's unburdened, that, that, that isn't carrying our own suffering with us and that hasn't adopted it through a set of beliefs and desires and expectations and wants and needs. And it, it isn't so much a purpose, it's a recognition that this encasement that we all find ourselves in, in the modern world, can be removed and lost and dispensed with, disposed of, leaving the essential self, which is our authentic self. And really the test of that is, is our authentic voice, is our capacity to speak to the world as we are, without needing to filter everything, without trying to fit some expectation that we believe other people expect have of, have of, to have of us. And that, that's the art, the skill is repetitive, persistent practice. 
at carving away all of those elements of our experience that burden us. And then, of course, the science. I mean, if let's take the science of sculpture. You know, they, they can. There's tools that you can get that will tell you if there's a flaw in a block of marble. Um, there's an understanding of the nature of the stone and the consistency and the brittleness or the hardness or the softness or whatever it is of the stone. And there's an awful lot of science that goes into actually producing a sculpture. Uh, and that's always been the way. There's geometrics, if nothing else. And really, I'm going to look at the science from the perspective of the the science that actually helps us to do the meditation that enables us to achieve our vision of ourselves as an unburdened and authentic human being. And one of the things that I've learned and I am learning, learning more as time goes on, is the capacity to allow myself to form this vision of the unburdened self, the, the, the self without suffering and the authentic self that we all seek effectively. We can see it in other people as well. Uh, and and that, so there's a touchstone we know. Is it me saying this or am I, is there some expectation or belief or desire or want or need that's causing me to say it and so I can't be who I am so that that's the perspective that I'm going to take on it on this little series and so today I'm going to run through those three things and we'll do some meditations that kind of get us there the the road to understanding the art and science so the, the science, let's start, let's start the, from the back and move forward today. And the next three sessions, I know there's three sessions next week, which is unusual. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it might be a little bit, yeah, I know this is all a little bit inconvenient, but it's, um, I'm teaching at a hospital. And like usually I've, I've left it, like usual, I've left it too late to um, inform everybody on time in any way. Uh, so next next week there's three sessions and one will be the art of meditation, the other will be the skill of meditation and the third one will be the science of meditation, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And this is about all three. And what I'm going to do is do a meditation from each element and we'll start at the at the science end of it. And so measuring mindfulness is an interesting thing. Science is all about that measurement, essentially. Um, we need to be able to compare something. We need to be able to measure it for it to effectively be a scientific endeavor. In some way, there needs to be a measure. And so there, there have historically been these checklists 
and the checklists uh there's um there's a one i think it's called a kentucky questionnaire it's university of kentucky which is quite expansive and there's another one which is a basic mindfulness questionnaire but they're not what a scientist would refer to as objective so a couple of studies have popped up recently to try to understand if we can objectively perceive what level of mindfulness somebody's achieved if we look at the the other two things the skill of meditation the skill of meditation is largely a skill of obtaining mindfulness and mindfulness is the undistracted awareness of the present moment so if we want to be our authentic self this is the only place we can be it in it's now or never so that's that's the artistic vision well robert's artistic vision anyway so the the measure of meditation what they plumped on is hooking somebody up to a breath monitor so each time your chest expands and contracts it's able to count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and to 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 measure mindfulness it's a pretty good and pretty reliable and objective measure to measure how many times somebody can get to 10 without their mind wandering and this is this is something that i often teach to total new newcomers as evidence to almost everybody almost everybody that, that does this who is prepared to admit it admits that their mind wanders that the, the process of counting the breaths from one to ten going back to the beginning and doing that over and over their their mind wanders and now they lose count so now if you want to measure this I, I i suggest that this is a reasonably good place to start if you're somebody who's happy with the counting exercise so I think this is like the foundation of practical measurement of mindfulness, measurement of our skill in meditation um, that, that, that we can be objective with. And so the way, way it works, the way I, I do it, is I'll count up to 10 breaths and then I'll move a pinky and then I'll count up to another 10, move another one, another 10, move another one, another one, another one, another one, another one. When I'm teaching this in a group, I, I, I tend to do it for 70 breaths, which is about seven minutes. So it's like largely it's 10 breaths per minute, so breaths, best breaths kind of six seconds. And I find that for me, that calms my mind. And it also seems to work well as a, as a period of time for other meditators. Now, the thing is, although it's a measurement, it's very important not to get in a 
personal competition to achieve it. It's far better to just, when you do the counting the breath, just modify the practice so that each time you reach 10, you move a finger and another finger and another finger, each 10. If you lose count, don't go right back to the beginning. So it's like that becomes a bit of a Sisyphean effort where you're rolling a boulder up a hill and it rolls back down to the bottom and you have to carry on throughout all eternity as Sisyphus had to because he had upset Zeus. We don't want to do that. What we want to do is, is to carry on. But in time, what you'll do is you'll notice, if you practice this often enough, that your capacity to retain presence throughout this not lose count, not have to go back again. You'll find yourself up in the fives and sixes and sevens and, and tens and maybe longer. So we'll try that. So if you just want to get yourselves comfortable. and bring your attention to the breath wherever it's most comfortable for you. I would suggest for the purposes of this meditation that the breath in the nostrils, well, this is what I do anyway, for counting the breaths, I almost invariably focus on the sensation in the nostrils rather than in the movement of the belly. what we're doing here is counting on the out breath. Rather than on the in and out breath.
and now move the attention down to the belly. So where there was the science when measuring it, and now the skill, if there is a skill in meditation, it's noticing the breath. There's no assistance. The counting helps to keep us on point, helps to keep us present. If there's a skill in meditation, it's finding awareness in the movement of the breath. And most usefully, I believe, that can be achieved by noticing the movement of the belly. Just noticing it rising and falling without any mantra or counting or anything to assist us. Just noticing that movement. Belly rising. Belly falling.
and now bring your mind to sitting by a mountain stream. If you're a visual person, you can visualize this. If not, you can allow yourself to experience the sense of sitting by a mountain stream. In the grass, looking down, noticing the water flowing past. The grass and trees waving in the wind. Birds and butterflies and bees and creatures going about their work. The sun climbing in the sky. And the water flowing past. And in the centre of the stream there's a rock. And the rock is part of the mountain. So it's static. It's stable. And the stream is moving around the rock. And all of the cycles of life. And the night and day. And the year. Are all unfolding around the mountain and the rock. As we sit there, we fix our gaze, our attention on the rock. And then there's a sense, there's an awareness that our awareness is also static. With all of these phenomena, events, cycles, passing our awareness in the same way that the water flows past the rock. All external phenomena and there, there are the thoughts. And in the same way that the clouds rise up into the sky move across the sky and then disappear behind the horizon to be replaced by more clouds so it is with our thoughts the thoughts arise move across the sky of our minds the clear expanse of the sky, obscuring it during their passage, and then subside into nothingness.
gone to be replaced by another thought. And so this practice, which represents the art of meditation, is the art of becoming aware of the static, permanent awareness that identifies with the rock because it's noticing all the phenomena around it, cycling through its awareness. In the same way the rock notices the stream flowing past it. And we're noticing our thoughts, transient and temporary, arising, subsiding, and emotions, arising, subsiding. And breath rising, falling, and clouds passing, water flowing, and it's through this awareness of this constant change and movement. internal and external that the grip that the encasement of the modern mind represents becomes looser but we don't have to think about any of that or know about any of that or expect any of that because all we do It's set by the stream. Notice the rock. And notice all of the other phenomena, inner and outer, arising and subsiding in our awareness.
just noting all these events. Observing it, witnessing it, thoughts, emotions, comfort, discomfort, warmth, tiredness, alertness, sounds, smells, tastes, the feeling of the wind on us, the movement of the trees, the birds, the grass, the flowers, the sky, the sun, the clouds. And at the centre of it all, our very simple, authentic presence, witnessing it all. And whenever you're ready, witness another cycle arising and subsiding. With the sound of the bell. Okay, so 